Welcome to worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are glad you have joined us on this final Sunday of Eastertide. Let us now join our hearts and our minds and our voices together as we sing Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. In the silence of our hearts or in spoken words, let us give thanks for the gift of this day and pray for the life of this world. Gracious and loving God, we are gathered here to get today as one body because you chose to call us your friends. We come from all walks of life. We have had our share of good days and bad days. In the world's eye, we aren't good enough or worthy enough to have this bond but in your sight, we are exactly who you need. Despite all the drama, we made it here to worship and to praise your name. 
May the love we experience today in worship restore us, revive us, refresh us. Our prayer is that you use our broken selves as tools of hope and love on this day. We thank you for the community in which you have placed us, for the siblings with whom we share this pilgrim journey. Yet we confess that we fail to love as you love. We fail to see those whom we believe are the least. We fail to see your world in parables because we fail to see you in each other. Forming us a new vision of community in which all are equal and know of your love. In these moments of quiet, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your deep love for all your children. We thank you for this day, for Jesus and the lessons he teaches us, for his humility, for his love, and for the ways in which he lifts us up and calls us friends. Help guide us through those times when we become upset with others and find it easier to reject them than to seek to understand and to love them. When we struggle with the almost impossible command to love our enemies. When we become driven to meet our own needs and become blind to the needs of others. When our need to succeed becomes all-consuming and replaces our command to love. Help us to remember always the command to love which Jesus repeated so many times. Help us especially to hear it in those hard times when it is most difficult to love. Help us, O oh God, to love others so that we may abide in your love and act like the friends of Jesus as we say together the prayer he taught us. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We're so glad you've joined us for worship on this Sunday morning. Uh, there are a few things coming up in the next couple of weeks. This coming Saturday, our family ministry is having a family fun day. So if you'd like to be part of that, uh, please email kevin at hollywoodumc.org. Uh, you must be pre-registered in order to participate. But it's going to be a great morning of music and games and crafts. So please be sure to sign up for that. Then next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. It's also the confirmation of our, of our young people. And I, it's the birthday of the church. So even though we're not together, I would ask that you wear red at home because that's the color of Pentecost uh, and celebrate our young people with us. We're going to have four baptisms. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. So join us for worship next week as our youth bring the word. And then on the 29th, we're having an old-fashioned camp meeting where we're going to baptize uh, May May, and it will be a great time together. So be sure to register for that as well. I now would like to introduce Elizabeth Nelson, who is our HR subcommittee chair on our governance board, uh, for her to make a special announcement. Good morning. My name is Liz Nelson. I am as Kathy said, the chair of the HR subcommittee for the governance board here at Hollywood United Methodist Church. 
And in that capacity, I get to, I have the great honor and responsibility to read the following letter from the West District Superintendent. Dear Hollywood United Methodist Church, the scriptures teach us for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. In that spirit, I write to inform you of a pastoral change that will take place in the coming months. On June 30th, Reverend Denise Barnes will conclude her ministry among you. This decision by Bishop Grant Hagia and the cabinet has not been made lightly. Reverend Denise's gifts of ministry are needed at a particular appointment at this particular time, and that announcement will be forthcoming. Reverend Denise's season has ho at Hollywood UMC has been brief but significant. You enabled her to fulfill her ordination requirements as a full elder in the United Methodist Church. The broad ministry context of Hollywood has given Denise the opportunities to develop unique ministry skills that are benefiting not just you, but the entire conference. Currently, Denise is leading a conference-wide stakeholder series of conversations that will play a large role in shaping our future as a church, especially as we come out of a global pandemic environment. I've previously communicated this impending change with Reverend Kathy Cooper Ledesma, and I am grateful for her cooperation and understanding with this impending change. This is the time that marks endings and new beginnings for both Reverend Denise and Hollywood UMC family. Thankfully, we go forward knowing that God guides us all into a new and bright future. Grace and peace, Reverend Mark M. Nakagawa, West District Superintendent. I have not, um, I've been a member of the church for about 10 years, and there are lots of things about the United Methodist Church that I am still learning, and I don't quite understand, and this is one of them. That being said, what I do understand is what an incredible blessing it has been to have Reverend Denise here with us, for her to share her talents and her ministry and her enormous heart with us for these past five years. I also fully understand that her talents are needed elsewhere, um, that we have had a distinct honor to be a part of her, um, her journey to become a full elder in the United Methodist Church. And I understand completely that she will be sorely missed and that her new appointment is incredibly lucky to have her. Um, and so in that spirit, I want to thank you, Reverend Denise, for being with us, for being a part of our community, and for making all of our lives a little more blessed and a lot more colorful. We love you so much. Thank you.
A reading from John chapter 15. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appoint you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. Word of God, words of life, thanks be to God. Good morning, Hollywood family. My name is Pastor Brighty, and it is a pleasure to be preaching for you this morning from our sanctuary here in the heart of Hollywood. I only wish you could be here with me, but I know that we will be together again soon, and that gives me tremendous hope. Many thanks to Rev. Kathy for inviting me to join this powerful Easter sermon series, Examining Hope. We are in the season of Easter, a time of new beginnings, resurrection, and new possibility. The second such season that we have walked through during a year of pandemic, political upheaval, change, and what will be very soon, I hope, a season of new beginning. It's a good time to talk about hope. And I got my favorite subtopic, love. Now I started my preparation for this sermon as one does in the modern age in a pandemic by engaging with my favorite professor, Dr. Google, with a series of queries on the topic of hope and love. Now, I was desiring, of course, to be connected to the poets and the philosophers and the theologians that have spent much of their time ruminating on these heady ideas and who I believe to be lurking in their uploaded glory in the corners of the internet. I long to read the beautiful words that touch one's soul on the power of hope and its fruit, love, I was seeking illumination and perhaps a few good sermon quotes. So I began with the most important question, a question that lingers in the heart of so many for time memorial. Uncle Google, what is love? I clicked I'm feeling lucky and waited for what would be revealed. Now my findings may surprise you or really considering our church here in the heart of Hollywood, maybe it won't. Because if you were a club kid in the glory of the days of the early 90s, 2000s, or even today, or maybe just a fan of Will Ferrell and Chris Catan and their skit, The Roxbury Guys, it will not surprise you that the Google top hit for what is love does not include Shakespeare or Nietzsche or even St. Augustine, but instead, Hadaway's mega club anthem of the same name. Do you hear it? Now I wish I could tell you that I was able to find 
like layers of unpacked wisdom to bring to this sermon from that song, but that wasn't really the case. The lyrics are pretty basic. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. And a lot of like, whoa's. But that pumping bass line, I know you're hearing it right now, that did indeed touch my soul. And much of this sermon was written to it, and that is something that I think that the Hollywood family can appreciate. But really, what is love? Its exploration is more than the stuff of poetry, songs, philosophy, or club anthems. It is a serious consideration and the primary subject and central theme of the Gospel of John. Jesus references love and the work of love dozens of times. In today's scripture alone, he mentions it eight times. And I'm sure that Jesus' disciples found themselves wondering often, but what does he mean? They were living in a very difficult moment, a violent moment, a deadly time. Jesus' ministry was coming near its end. And what lay ahead, that would be challenging for all of them. And the disciples knew it. And so did Jesus. And yet, as Jesus prepares them for the work and for the next part of the journey, Jesus does not command the disciples to defend him. He does not tell them to prepare themselves for conflict or to flee and to hide. He does not lead from a position of fear or despair. Instead, his one command, his hope-filled command, is to love and to remain in love, to abide in love, to allow love to lead them, even now. Even in this difficult moment, even when the unthinkable that is to come comes. One can only love the way Jesus loves if we allow Jesus' fundamental hopefulness to move in our hearts, into our lives, and to take root. And now I know we know this feeling of hope, though for some of us it has been an uncertain supply during the last year and a half of turmoil, illness, and strife. We know that feeling. We especially know it when it's missing, do we not? but it can be hard to break down that aspirational feeling into words. So luckily for you, I brought some definitions. Hope the noun, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Hope the noun in its archaic form meant a feeling of trust. Hope as a verb, wanting something to happen or to be the case. And Wikipedia tells us, and if you haven't visited their page on hope, I recommend it. No, I do not treat Wikipedia as an academic source. But they have listed actually a ton of different studies looking at hope and its real impact on our lives. And it's really fun to read. But they describe hope this way. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on the expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events, and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. As a verb, its definitions include expect with confidence and to cherish a desire with anticipation. Thanks, Dr. Google. Basically, to hope is to love. 
Because isn't that how we love when we love our best? We cherish. We trust. We anticipate what is to come. Sometimes with restlessness, sometimes with joy, and hopefully if you're doing it right, with some breathlessness. Jesus was asking the disciples then and us now to really take on the most important work that all God's children are called to do. To have enough hope to love boldly, to love confidently, to love each other in the same way that he had loved them. This is a tall task at any time, perhaps made even more tall by the challenging realities that we are facing. I don't know about you, but my Facebook feed is filled with the heart-rending images of war in the Holy Land right now and a violent state-led repression on citizens in the streets of Colombia. And our own country, since January 2021, Republican state legislatures have introduced more than 360 bills that will make it harder for working class people, young people, and people of color in their state to vote. The last grasping attempt to hold on to the lingering power of white supremacy. And in our own backyard, here in Los Angeles, here in Hollywood, thousands and thousands of men, women, and children are unhoused, while luxury housing that few can afford, most of us cannot afford, is being constructed on every other corner. Oh, and did I forget? We are in the midst of a global pandemic. It is tempting to allow ourselves to feel powerless But as Brene Brown points out, powerlessness is dangerous. For most of us, the inability to affect change is a desperate feeling. We need resilience and hope and a spirit that can carry us through the doubt and fear. We need to believe that we can affect change if we want to live in love and with our whole hearts. Now maybe, like me, on an average day, you feel a little unprepared or ill-equipped to take on the challenges of the world. Like, what can I possibly do to make a difference? But we can't affect change. Jesus' resurrection teaches us that we are not powerless, that through God, all things are possible, all things, even life over death. Even life over death. And we have no reason to be daunted by the task at hand. Reverend Kathy reminded us last week that we are not going back to the way things were before. Instead, we're forging a new path. And she advised us, do not fear any choices that are coming, but trust in God. God is with us. In the gospel reading today, Jesus tells the disciples and us that the choices in front of us have never been ours alone. God is a part of it all. Verse 16 reads, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, a fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. So here's the truth, folks. (laughs) Ready or not, you have been chosen, which means even if you don't know it, you are ready. For a teacher who was super fond 
of talking in circles and all those parables, the thing I least like to preach on, Jesus makes it exceptionally clear in John, for which I'm eternally grateful. You didn't choose me, he says. I chose you. I chose you with a purpose, with a plan. I chose you because you will bear fruit, and not just any fruit, but a fruit that will last. And whatever you ask in my name, God will deliver it. So just ask for it. And the way you get that work done, it's not rocket science. Love each other. So just ask me. And then do the loving. Indeed, we do not do the choosing. We have been chosen. And the responsibility of deciding whether or not we can live up to the task is not ours to make because Jesus has already made it so. He knows what we are capable of. We have been appointed. And so in whatever way we choose to live out that love, that love is gonna be the seed of hope. We don't have to know how it will manifest, just that if we choose to live in love, that it will manifest. And so that brings us back to our central question. What is love? Because we know love isn't just a noun. It's an act, it's a choice, it's a way of life. Jesus told us to love each other as I have loved you. And he loved his followers and us in so many ways. He taught them and kept teaching them when they just didn't get it. He fed them when they were hungry. He walked beside them on the hardest journey of their life. He prayed with them and carried their burdens. He loved them when no one else would or could, even themselves. He pushed them and challenged them and forgave them. And when they broke his heart, he sat them at the table with him and broke bread with them. He healed them and believed in them and he held nothing back from God. He told them God's whole heart. And in a most difficult time, he re-entered Jerusalem for them, with them. He overturned the tables in the temple for them. He spoke truth with love to power with them beside him. He healed the ear of the enemy soldier that they had severed. He hung three days on the cross for them and he died. And then he rose, all of this, in love for them, all of this, all of it, in love for us. He loved them with acts of hope and courage and possibility that planted seeds that he would never see yield a crop in his earthly lifetime. And now he has asked us to love each other in the same way. Now let's be clear. Jesus is not asking us to get on the cross, okay? He already did that. The price has been paid. Can I get an hallelujah? But he may be asking for us to imagine a different future than the one that we have in our heads one that's shaped by faith and by hope. And living into this future may require us to love in a way 
that changes us. And let's be real, change is often uncomfortable. It may mean we have to give up some things so that we can all have a little more. Things like old ideas and broken values, our time, our money, our power, and our privilege. We may have to move ourselves out of the center of the story so that the voices of those most impacted by the inequality and suffering in our world finally take center place. We will have to be willing to prioritize the experience of the dispossessed and the poor over our own, as Jesus has done so many times. In her book, All About Love, New Visions, Bell Hooks writes, awakening to love can only happen as we let go of our obsession with power and, dominion, and domination. A love ethic presupposes that everyone has the right to be free, to live fully and well. Commitment to a love ethic transforms our lives by offering us a different set of values to live by. In large and small ways, we make choices based on a belief that honesty, openness, and personal integrity need to be expressed in public and private decisions. Now to me, the only impossible path, the only unthinkable path, the hopeless path, is the one that we're already on, a pursuit and support of a world that is only hungry for power. Much easier to imagine and much easier to live into is instead the work of beginning to build relationship one by one with my neighbor in love, to follow hope and to choose love, to live by a love ethic. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. And here at Hollywood United Methodist Church, we strive to live in the love ethic. We choose to see the value in humanity and the giftedness in each of our neighbors, both friend and stranger. We choose love. And by doing so, we actively resist harm. And we do not do it alone. In the chapter just prior to this, Jesus reminds us that he will not leave us orphaned, that he will come to us where we are. When the Holy Spirit comes to us, and the Spirit will come. Listen for the accompanying stir of hope and possibility. Do not be afraid of it. Let it guide you. Tonight, I will join a solidarity gathering in Grand Park at 7 p.m. for the people of Colombia. Since April 28th, I have been watching what is happening in the streets of Colombia. The people have returned to the street day after day trying to achieve a change in their suffering. They've been experiencing high taxes, food shortages, no access to vaccine, and just tremendous, tremendous suffering. And their actions have been met with unprecedented state-sponsored violence that has been fatal, with many people being killed and their bodies disappeared. And yet, they return every day to the streets. And I see hope in their action, hope for a better Colombia. I'm inspired by their bravery while my heart aches for their pain. Now I can already hear the skeptical voice, Muslim, my mom used to ask me this question all the time. And what do you think you're gonna do by going to the park? What's that gonna change? 
Do my feet on the ground change policy in Colombia? I don't know. I don't have to know. That's the beauty of it. God has not asked me to be a foreign policy expert. God has called me to love. And one of the ways I love my neighbors is accompaniment. And they are hurting right now. And so I will go to where they are, bringing my heart and my hope. Let me know if you want to meet up. I'm going to be there. Because our work is never done in solo, but as a community of faith. Matthew reminds us that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also, the words of Jesus. We are the people of the way. We are not meant to navigate this path alone. We are meant to do it together, to draw strength and wisdom from each other, and to lift up and amplify each other's gifts. And each of those gifts is needed in the work of building this beloved community, God's kingdom here on earth. We are the people of the way. And here at Hollywood, we know what a very full, a very fabulous, a very loving way it is. And I can't wait to walk alongside you in this shared journey as we begin to forge a new path for what is yet to come. In God's name we pray, amen. As we leave here today, may the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be your sources for hope, love, and inspiration this day and always. Amen.